0: What's going on? How is everybody? Oh, yay. And I even got the audio levels right, right off the bat. What the fuck, man? Holy shit. This is like almost um, unheard of for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe the audio is just going to cooperate for a while. Um, I, I will uh, give advanced warning to everybody right now. Um my hands hurt bad today i am a bit short tempered um i think that's why everything on the internet has been pissing me off this week um but i did see a couple of really good things this week i am going to play you a video um and julie wasner um thank you julie Julie originally posted this and and I'm stealing it from her and um, I think Dave Dorn was the one that originally posted it on YouTube so thank you very much Dave Dorn not that the rock star of UK vaping listens to my show but anyway yeah somebody telling him I said thank you because I stole his I stole his shit listen to this guys
1: More than halved since its peak more than 40 years ago. Official government figures just released show that in 2014, 19% of adults were smokers compared with 46% in 1974. 20% of men smoked down from a peak of 51% and 17% of women were smokers compared with a peak of 41%. Well, figures on the use of electronic cigarettes in 2015 show that 2.1 million people currently use them. That is 4% of the population. But are e-cigarettes safer than normal cigarettes? Well, joining me from central London to discuss this are Hazel Cheesman, Director of Policy at Ash, the charity that campaigns against the harm caused by tobacco. And Peter Hayek, Director of the Tobacco Dependence Research Unit at the Wolfson Institute of Preventative Medicine, which is part of the Queen Mary College, University of London. Talk to those uh, guests in a moment, but we want to know what you think uh, as well. You can email your questions, newsatsky.com, tweet us, at skynews or at skylaunady, or email us news at sky.com let us know what you think and uh, i'll try and put any of your points or suggestions to the guests as well so hazel let me come to you first um let's talk generally about these figures i mean potentially good news but there still are an awful lot of people smoking
2: yeah there certainly are i mean around one in five people are still smoking uh and you know certainly the job is not done uh we need Concerted strategies to continue to bring smoking rates down, which has been what has been successful over the last twenty plus years. It's why we've seen such a rapid fall in in, in the UK, whereas countries like France and Germany, very similar to to the UK, haven't seen the same falls in smoking that we have. Um, Peter Hayek. Um
1: we're going to talk about the e-cigarettes and and are they safer are they better are they a help this is the first time e-cigarettes i believe has been included in the figure so it's an interesting gauge of how many people are using them i guess
3: yes that's right and they are becoming increasingly popular the one problem or worry we have is that it may stall due to negative publicity That. There are so many news stories about e-cigarettes having some kind of danger or risk for users. And they are usually misreporting research results and scaring people unnecessarily. I think we want to see that trend of smokers switching to e-cigarette continue because there's no doubt that they are much, much safer than normal cigarettes.
1: Okay, but is the jury still out on, on how potentially safe they are long term?
3: Uh, we don't have long-term data on them. We know that they are f- safe over short-term. Uh, the longest trials looked were about year and a half and there's no adverse effects over that period of time. But I think one needs to realize that the issue is what actually is harmful in cigarette smoke. And we know which chemicals are responsible for lung disease and heart disease and uh, cancer. And these chemicals either are absent from uh, vapour or uh, vaping, or if they are present there, they are in very, very small amounts. So I think the estimate, the current best estimate, would be that they would be about 20 times safer than normal cigarettes, and that takes into account the uncertainty about some future risk which may yet emerge okay. but so far no massive risk really has been shown
1: um, since since their um popularity increased if you like hazel uh, are they uh, being very well used as a tool to give up smoking? i mean there is all sorts of anecdotal evidence that people are using them and they didn't even smoke before i mean is that right uh
2: certainly the evidence that we have Doesn't show that people who don't smoke are regularly using these these products. But there has been a rapid increase in use uh, for people using them as a quit attempt. Uh, There is the data that we have today, but there is also data from a range of other sources showing that these are the most popular ways of quitting smoking, uh, much more popular than using nicotine replacement therapy or going to stop smoking services, which is actually by far the most effective way of quitting smoking, um, but is very underused by smokers. Mm. Oh,
1: that's interesting.
2: Um, is the
1: social... I mean, stigma's a hard word, but there, there is all of this uh, talk about you, you can't do it in the office, you, they, they're treated the same thing, you actually can't do it on the public transport, um, that, that it's actually saying uh, it's on the same level as, and therefore people who vape are looked down upon in some way, Hazel.
2: I think there's a lot of public misunderstanding about electronic cigarettes. They're new products, uh, they look a bit like smoking, which is part of their appeal, and people don't quite know what to make of them. So while we can be quite confident that they are much safer than smoking, and there's no evidence to suggest there's harm to bystanders from being exposed to the vapor, people are very unsure about how to use them publicly or how to respond to them being being used
1: publicly. Peter Hayek, we talked about misconceptions, uh, misreporting, if you like, of of some of the aspects of e-cigarettes, and and while I was doing my research for this, various things popped up, as they do in Google, uh, that vaping is as dangerous as tobacco in pregnancy. It may be worse for the immune system than smoking. I mean, these are clearly research that has been done. Is it it just not in-depth enough?
3: Uh, This is misreported research. There seems to be a great hunger for bad news about e cigarettes. There's a lot of interest, of course. This is a disruptive technology. They are competing against uh, a very rich uh, tobacco industry. And there is all sorts of misreporting going on. The studies you mentioned actually did not compare uh, normal smoke with vapor. Uh, Newborn mice were (coughs) exposed to, excuse me. Very uh, exposed to very high uh, concentrations of vapor for a long period of time, and it created some damage, which does not really reflect anything which is happening to uh, to humans who vape. And there was no comparison to cigarette smoke. So the headlines saying uh, this is as dangerous as smoking are nonsense. In the other study, uh, which concerns only cells taken from human noses, and the extract of uh, e-cigarette vapor uh, damaged them after eight weeks of exposure and there was actually a comparison with cigarettes and cigarette smoke killed them within 24 hours so the amount of risk was just incomparable and yet the media report uh, was implying that both are equally dangerous so you have an, a, a huge amount of misreporting going on uh,
1: peter are they uh are these cigarettes as as addictive as cigarettes uh,
3: they are not that's an interesting thing about nicotine which most people don't really uh, appreciate nicotine is highly addictive in cigarettes where it's combined with other chemicals and it's getting into people's brain very very fast nicotine on its own has only very limited uh, dependence potential. For instance, nobody gets hooked on nicotine chewing gum or nicotine from replacement treatments. Mm. And we see a similar thing with e-cigarettes. They do not appeal to non-smokers. Non-smokers experiment with them. There is quite a large amount of experimentation and we do need to keep an eye on it. But up to now, non-smokers are not picking up e-cigarettes. They don't find them attractive. That's a striking change. Mm. Uh, between uh, or other difference between cigarettes and e-cigarettes uh, if a non-smoker picks up a normal cigarette and experiments with it there's almost 50% chance that they will become daily smokers while if anybody experiments with uh, e-cigarettes there's almost zero chance that they will become daily vapor if they never smoked before.
1: That's very interesting, isn't it? In fact, that probably answers uh, uh, this point made by Paul Wilkie from Perth in Scotland. I've been vaping for 15 months. I used to smoke 30 cigarettes a day. Since I've been vaping, my chest feels 100 times better and I've saved a fortune. Vaping must be healthier than smoking, surely. Well done, Paul. That's what we should say. Um, 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 There should be this culture, shouldn't there, Hazel, of seriously congratulating people who have taken this step.
2: Oh, absolutely. Anybody that is managing to move away from a really addictive behaviour, which is smoking tobacco, should definitely be applauded. And um, because of the misreporting of studies, because people are not sure how to respond to these products, we're much more hesitant about congratulating people for quitting smoking using an electronic cigarette. But we should absolutely be celebrating people who have managed to cut the link between tobacco smoking and nicotine and definitely improved their health and and almost certainly improved the impact that they're having on people around them, that they're not exposing them to really dangerous secondhand smoke, um, and, you know, moving on and away from their addiction to smoking.
1: Just one final thought um, from you, Peter. Um, The tobacco industry is hugely regulated, hugely taxed as well, of course. Um, The the e-cigarette industry, is it as regulated?
3: Well, there's actually a move ahead from the European... Uh, union to regulate them much more strictly than normal cigarettes and it makes little sense. Uh, There are two products competing for smokers customs, one is much much safer than the other and there is a hostile regulation coming trying to stop people using e-cigarettes. I think it's a really bad move, uh, misconceived. At the moment they are regulated as a consumer product so just consumer protection regulation applies uh, but soon uh, the European ruling Uh, within the tobacco product directive will hit e-cigarettes. There's there's a whole range of things which are actually stricter than for normal cigarettes.
1: Peter Hayek and Hazel Cheeseman, thank you both for joining us here on Sky News today. And thank you for your comments as well. A very interesting discussion. Three years clean for me. So, yeah,
0: there's that. So... You know, why in the hell can't... Whoa, what was that crackle? I don't know. Um, So, why can we not get stuff like this in the media in the United States? Well, I'll tell you why. Um, it's because the states depend on the revenue from the tobacco tax. And from the master settlement agreement. That's why. Now... If, if, and and here's the thing, if you think that we are being singled out for um, this biased reporting, um, it's not just us. I mean, this misinformation in the United States is this huge, bloated, ugly black cloud. And it and it spans a lot of things, not just us. Um, along the same lines, um, under misinformation, if any, has anybody watched any commercials lately? And here's the thing: my hands hurt, so I was watching TV. I should know better than to watch TV when my hands hurt, because because stupid shit just really pisses me off. And you know, I. I was pissed enough that I that I bitched on Facebook about a couple of things. And but here's one of the things that that I didn't rant on Facebook about, but just just so you know, we're not alone. Has anybody seen the new Dove bath wash commercial where they they get this bunch of women and and they say, "Here, you know, go take a shower." And these women step in the shower and there's a, a container of dishwashing liquid sitting there. Yeah, I kid you not. I'm, I'm not even kidding. There's, there's a container of dish soap sitting there. And the announcer comes on and, and does a voiceover and says, Did you know some bath washes contain some of the same ingredients found in dish soap? and these women and these women act all oh no my poor little skin yeah yeah um and you know the reality of this is that probably actually happens with some of these people oh no some of the stuff that's in my dishwashing liquid is in my soap oh my god i'm going to die this is horrible Really? Are you freaking kidding me? All right. So Anybody that follows me on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm up talking about this. Okay. All right, vapors. Um y'all know I'm like um this, you know, food storage urban farmer person. Um, i you probably don't know to what extent, and we're not really gonna get into that but let's let's just go with the fact that I make our laundry soap and and here's the thing: I make our laundry soap and ten dollars worth of stuff makes. Two months worth of laundry soap. Okay. And it and it cleans better than any commercial laundry detergent. I have ever used. So it you know. Don't don't think oh my god. The redneck's making her own soap. And her husband's walking around smelly. Because that's just not true. Um, well he is smelly. But he smells good. Um, so. Why would there not be. Some of the same ingredients in soap. It's soap. Last I knew, soap was meant to clean things. Dishwashing soap is meant to take grease and grime off of your pots and pans and your dishes and your silverware and the glasses that you're drinking out of. Bath soap is meant to take the grease and the grime off of your person. So, yeah. Um, is it a little moronic to, to not think that this soap and that soap are going to have some of the same ingredients? But I promise you there are a bunch of people that are sitting there and they're thinking oh this is terrible because it's being put out that way so we are not alone <laughs> we we are we're really not alone in the world um there is there is misinformation out there about everything and it all and it all relates to what someone's agenda is. Okay. It's like PG. Yes, Greg says in chat. It's it's, it's like PG. And PG is everywhere. Um, the amount of people that, that don't understand the amount of PG and VG that are in their daily lives. Who have nothing to do with vaping. Never ceases to amaze me. Because this... One or the other is in damn near everything, but it happens, and and people just believe it. Um. I saw the the, perdaxa. No, not the perdaxa. Um, eliquis. No. Whatever that new anticoagulant is. So I saw that commercial, and that pissed me off yet again. Because it still, it still makes me absolutely insane that the FDA and the FCC are okay. Oh, Zeralto, that was the one. Um, so, you know, it, it floors me that this, these drugs, which there is nothing on the market to counteract them, are put out there as an improvement over another drug, um, because the other drug needs blood tests to monitor. Well, I get that Coumadin needs blood tests to monitor your enzymes and your levels. I, I get that and I understand that. And there's a very good reason for that. But as long as you have these tests done, um, you're you're good to go. And, and if something happens and, you know, say you get in a car accident... Or even if you fall down a set of stairs. Whatever. Anything that would cause bruising in a normal person. Is actually going to cause a bleed in these people. And if you're on Coumadin. And they get you to the hospital. um, A large dose of vitamin K. Can counteract the Coumadin. So that your body will clot itself. Which is what it's supposed to do. Okay. Now. Now. Zorelto and the other fucking thing um, that's just like it, both of those things do the same thing as Coumadin, but have this horrible little side effect that they don't really want to tell you about. You know, the doctor will make you sign a little waiver at the office. Here, I need you to sign this before I can prescribe you this. Um, but what the little waiver says is, you know, once you're on this stuff, no, there, there is no, there, there's, there's no turning back. Um and if if something happens you um yeah you can bleed to death but hey you won't have to have any lab work done so yeah i guess dead is preferable to having lab work yeah but that is what they make you think With the way these things are marketed. They are very selective on the information. That they give out. And. What we have going for us. Is. We are very open. About what is in vapor. Even the testing that we do. If there is something. Not right. We make that public. We make sure people are aware of that. Uh, diacetyl for one. You know, diacetyl has been something that has been a topic of discussion among DIYers for the entire time that I've been a vapor. It wasn't so much mainstream, but it was a known issue. When Dr. Farsalinos... Did his study and he found out things that we needed to know that information was put out there and made public it was made public for vapors it was made public for anybody that wanted to listen to it it has had the unfortunate side effect of the people fighting against us grabbing hold of it and of course blowing it completely out of proportion um, making it sound like death in a bottle, but as a matter of fact, some vapors have done that too. And that's the ugly side of it. But the positive side of it is, we know, we have the information now, and we know what it is. We know what to be looking for. Um, I don't know as if we have nailed down how to accurately test for these things or not. Um, that's a topic for another di- another day and another discussion. I'm not gonna go over that. I talked about it last week. Um, but we're not trying to to hide anything. We're not trying to mislead anyone. Um, you know, th- th- tobacco free kids in in state of California, you know, what they're doing, the lies and the bullshit that they're putting out there are just terrible. And yet when we even even when we politely try to correct them on something or that we question an official on their position and why they're saying the things that they're saying when we have all kinds of evidence to the contrary, what what happens then? Well, we all know what happens then. Then they, they block us on Twitter and they talk about what kind of crazy fanatics we are and that we're all big tobacco shills and all this other bunch of fucking horseshit. That sucks. It sucks when that happens. And I think it's really sad that this day and age there are still so many people that want to think that Stanton Glantz um, you know, this leader in tobacco control who has absolutely zero medical background and, and whose actual degree is 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 a rocket mechanic, but okay. Um, you know these people are putting the spin out there to continue to receive a paycheck. And yes, he works at a university, but we all know that a lot of his funding comes from the major pharmaceutical companies who have approved NRT products. Ones that don't work, but hey, they're approved. So. And <laughs> My husband, hello husband, I love you. My husband is listening to this show. And you want to know how I know my husband is listening? <laughs> I just got a text message from my husband that says, hey, watch your language. <laughs> oh, hi, Paul. Um, sorry. See, and then he, he made me screw up and I forgot where the hell I was at. Okay, so... The other thing, you know, even when we go and we try to do something like a peaceful protest, people try to shut us down, shut us up, and just to make us go away. And Jeff Steyer, I am telling you, Jeff Steyer, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this because this was this was fantastic. This article is um, from the National Center's blog and it says, Nanny Staters try censorship again and they put lives at stake by Amy Reidenauer, And this was published on the 17th of this month. The National Center's Jeff Steyer is in Salt Lake City today where he and a group of about 30 people politely and silently held signs opposing a massive 86.5% tax hike on e-cigarettes. Let me, let me say that one more time. A massive 86.5% tax hike on e-cigarettes. The tobacco-free devices that permit people who are addicted to nicotine to get that nicotine fix without inhaling dangerous tobacco carcinogens. Nanny Staters, not for the first time, tried to get their silent protests shut down. The Nanny Staters were holding a press conference supporting the tax increases. Jeff and his crew stood unobtrusively nearby, holding signs and staying silent. And by the way, in case you guys haven't seen the pictures, I'm going to interject here. The, the protesters were, were holding up signs that um they were holding up um i vape by vote signs and signs for a billion lives okay so yes they they did have signs with them and but that's all they were i vape i vote and a billion lives that was it um the nanny staters were holding a press conference supporting tax increases jeff and his crew stood unobtrusively nearby Holding signs and staying silent, the nanny staters asked them to leave, and when they declined, they called the sheriff, who also asked them to leave. Jeff, however, asked to speak with the attorney for the state, pointing out some relevant laws. He also asked that gentleman if, looking at the crowd, he was even able to identify Jeff's crew. The very group the nanny staters claimed was disrupting their event. He could not. The state, to its credit, decided in favor of free speech and free association and decided not to ask Jeff and his group to leave. Nanny staters, to their credit, are consistent. Freedom simply does not appeal to them. It is up to the rest of us to decide if it appeals to us. If it does, we will reject the nanny state agenda and choose our own beverages, food portions, salt intake, and yes, nicotine consumption. Even if we drive the nanny staters nuts by doing such things as quitting tobacco cigarettes with e-cigarettes instead of the more politically correct stop-smoking drugs made by the major pharmaceutical companies. State legislators in Utah, but also everywhere, should reject calls for punitive taxes on e-cigarettes because they help people quit cancer-causing activity. Cancer is a bad thing. One would think one would not have to point that out, but some say kids who never smoke tobacco will smoke e-cigarettes, so they must be banned for everyone or punitively taxed to prevent this. A better option is to ban the sales of e-cigarettes to minors. This keeps the e-cigs away from the kids while allowing access to adults who are addicted to nicotine and have, up to now, been using carcinogenic tobacco as nicotine delivery devices. Jeff notes an irony. Policies promoted by nanny staters may put more e-cigarettes in the hands of kids. Here's how. Vaping, or e-cigarette shops, in many localities do not even let minors enter the shop let alone buy e-cigarettes. So if the kids do want access, unless they have an adult buying for them, they have to go to the internet. When states raise taxes on e-cigarettes, local shops become less attractive to buyers and presumably out of state internet shops more so. The kids then end up with more online options to get the e-cigarettes while avoiding the taxes. Hmm, go figure. Another irony, Jeff noted, was that the nanny staters at their press conference were using minors to say taxes should be raised on e-cigarettes because the frontal lobes of minors are not yet fully developed. That's what they say. So, minors are not clever enough to decide whether to vape for themselves. So, apparently, minors are not clever enough to decide whether to vape even in the face of laws banning e-cigarette sales to them, but they are clever enough to design state laws? I guess the anti-vapers believe state legislators are dumber than teenagers. Our view is that the law and government should have biases in favor of freedom and public health. The nanny staters have a bias toward control and their vision of a perfect society, which apparently is one in which no one ingests anything the nanny staters deem unhealthy. The nanny state agenda is unworkable as people don't always make perfect choices and they are notoriously unwilling to let unelected groups of strangers decide what they do. In the case of e-cigarettes, the nanny agenda is also dangerous. Some people, many people, find it less difficult to quit tobacco if they have a nicotine delivery device that mimics the experience of smoking a cigarette minus the tobacco, the smoke, and the smell. It is not a proper function of government to devise laws to deter people from doing safer things. Let's not have the public policies that help keep those people hooked on cigarettes. Save lives. Say no to the nanny staters. So how was that? So, yay! Um, Go, Jeff! Um, Go, everybody that was at the Utah Legislature. Um, Rock on, guys! So, even, even though they were there, and I gotta tell you, if you haven't seen any of the images of this, all of these people looked like people you would see walking the halls of the state legislature, everybody was dressed professionally um, they, they had their signs they were just standing there they weren't being obnoxious um, they, they weren't causing a scene nothing but I guess just evidently having opposition present was terrifying to them is that what the problem was because I'm having a big issue here um, trying to make sense in my head as to what reason they used to say that Jeff Steyer and everybody else how how exactly were they disruptive? And I guess what what floors me the most about it is, I I have said this on several occasions, um, the the people from the Westboro Baptist Church, um, they're complete, they those protesters are complete douchebags. Okay, I mean these people go to servicemen's funerals, and they're they're loud and they're obnoxious and they are disruptive, and that's okay we have people every day in state governments all over this country saying oh you you can't tell them they can't be there it's it's their right well it might be your right to protest a, a funeral but that you know y- you're a you're a waste of air for doing so that is the most low class Disgusting behavior I think I have ever seen but hey people defend that shit But the nannies called the sheriff on Jeff Steyer really It it throws a bigger wrench in the works when you really pay attention to the fact that when the sheriff got there the sheriff asked them to leave how messed up is that what kind of bias is out there against us it's a pretty big one it's pretty big and that's something that we really have to think about. If if we can get interviews on our news channels, like the one I played for you at the beginning of the show from the UK, we can start to stem this leaky dam. maybe maybe not but the public perception is the problem um i i like that oh what was the guy's name that was using his e cig in the in the committee meeting at the federal government when they were going over the, the airlines. Oh shit. I forgot to write it down. Anyway, there was a congressman vaped in the committee meeting. And and he is actually a vapor. And here is this <laughs> here is a member of the federal government trying to explain to other members of the federal government what vaping is and what it's not and and he started oh duncan hunter thank you very much howard duncan hunter so yeah thank you very much duncan hunter um he he's sitting here trying to explain to these people what they are and what they're not and he kept referring to his pv as his personal vaporizer and and the reality is, this woman kept saying, okay, well, but we're talking about e-cigarettes. We're not talking about that. We're talking about e-cigarettes. And, he, and he's trying to tell her that it's, it's the same thing. It's just that we try not to use the word e-cigarette anymore because we don't want that attachment to cigarettes. It's a little late to close the gates on that now, kids. Um, you know, I, I I see people that get all pissed off about, you know, talking about analogs. And and then you've got the people that are like, Well, I don't like e-cig. I, 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 I don't like mod. I, I, I don't like personal vaporizer. I don't like it being called an ENDS. I don't like it being called a a um, what was the other, what was the really stupid one? Oh, the penis, uh, personal, electronic, nicotine, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, no matter what we call them, somebody has a problem with whatever word we choose to use. And it just happens. But the reality is, closing the gate on them being called e-cigs and electronic cigarettes, yeah, the, the horse is out, kids. It's It's out. It's it's gone. We're we're so far past that shit. Um, we can not like it all we want, but it's it's a little little late to change it now. Okay, so we have somebody in the government trying to explain to other members of the government what it is and what it isn't, and and these people were going to be voting on laws about them, and had no fucking clue what they were. When one of your fellow co-workers in the government is trying to point out to you or needs to explain it to you in a committee meeting you have not done your job well yeah they haven't done their job and their assistant didn't do their job and that person's assistant and the five assistants down from that none of them did their job and this is this is the battle that we face okay and you know everybody's talking about Greg Gutfield in um from Fox in the chat and and I have to agree with you. Um I had sent Greg Gutfield a message on Facebook and I even did a Twitter. Um yeah, I I actually did a, I I tweeted. I twittered I whatever. I suck at social media. Um, about a billion lives. And, and it would really make my day if Greg Gutfield did, the, if he talked about A Billion Lives. Because I really think if he looked into it, it would be something right up his alley. He would just love that shit. So, I, educating non vapors is the biggest hurdle we face us changing the terminology that we use constantly is is not in our favor I I had to have uh, I had a conversation with somebody they wanted to get an RDA and i said well you know you got to check out this one and, and i had sent them a link and they're like no that's a that's that's an RBA i i, I want an RDA i said yep but an RBA and are an RDA are the same thing like no, no 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 i i need a rebuildable dripping atomizer i said okay That's the same as an RBA. No, it's not. I said, yes, it is. No, it's not. Uh, Yes, it is. And, And so this conversation went. And they said, you know, and their logic at the end of this conversation was, no, RBAs is what people were using a year or two ago. Um, yeah. It's the same fucking thing. So... Us changing the terminology for the gear that we use because somebody can market it as this new wonderful thing is coming back to bite us in the ass. And conversations like that went on at that hearing only illustrate it more and more and more when an e user or a mod user or a PV user or what the hell ever you want to call it gets muddled and confused like that yeah We are not our own best friend. We're not. I don't know what the answer is to to solving all of this shit. It's got to be out there. Probably going to take somebody a whole hell of a lot smarter than me to figure out. I'm a dumbass. And I keep telling you people that all the time. I do not claim to be an intelligent person. A lot of times problems are just so big even a as dumbass can figure it out. Um what else we got? Holy shit, it's only 10 minutes to 10. Wow. This is going to be a quick show tonight cuz I'm almost done on my little checklist here, kids. Oh, I signed an internet petition. Is everybody back up off the floor yet? Because I, I know. I know. Some of you probably fell out of your chair when I said that. I did. Um, I signed an internet petition. If you, if you haven't seen the internet petition that I signed, I had it posted on my wall. I will go and get the link for you. (laughs) I know. All right. Stop sending me PMs. All right. I know. Okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. I know I have said forever that I was not to send me internet petitions because they were a waste of fucking time and energy and i still think that 99.9 percent of them are a waste of time and energy this one is not one of those a lot of people don't facebook my husband who's sitting there listening to this show is going yeah that's not my wife um Facebook is trying to pigeonhole us as a tobacco product. We are no more of a tobacco product than, than all of the other um, NRTs that they allow advertising space and allow to promote their pages. Well, if if you guys remember how much we fought to get a billion lives allowed to boost their posts on Facebook... Um, this isn't just for a billion lives this is for all of vaping um to try to get facebook to amend our status as a tobacco product to to remove us from that okay um so i did sign this one i i you know Go Greg Conley. You know the UK has Dave Dorn. The UK um, has Dave Dorn over there to, to keep an eye out for them and to you know lead the battle cry or I don't know. And you know we have Greg Conley over here, so it's it's worth a read. Yes. All right. <laughs> Okay, now I'm even getting Skype messages. People are giving me shit via Skype because <laughs> I sh- I should never have said publicly that I signed this damn petition, but I did. I signed the petition. All right, fine. Yes, I know. I bitch about them being useless all the time. I know, but all the ones that I bitch about look like they were written by a first grader, and you know I- I- I'm allowed. I'm allowed to say that. I'm an opinionated bitch. This is not new to you people. You know this. At least I owned up to it. It was a good petition, so I signed it. And I owned it. Do I get credit for that? Okay. Well, there's that. Um, oh, the wonderful Basil Ray had a baby this week. Well, his wife had a baby this week. Basil didn't have the baby; his wife had the baby. Um, I I have to tell you that that Basil's uh, commentary, um, his status updates uh, during the lead up uh, to delivery were hysterically funny. Um, I really hope. That he has gone through and removed all of these posts from his feed, um, because if if he doesn't, and his wife isn't feeling uh, exceptionally humorous, she may kill him. Yeah, there's that. So, while funny, they could they could very likely um, cause his demise. But, so, congratulations to to Basil and his beautiful wife um, on their gorgeous little boy. Um, Oh! I don't know how many of you know this yet. We have a new show on VP Live. It's, it's not a new vape show. It's just new to VP Live. Every other Tuesday. We are now going to be the home of Inside Vaping. My favorite vape show on the internet is now going to be calling VP Live their home. So, yes, every other Tuesday night you can tune in here at 10 p.m. and you can enjoy Inside Vaping with me. So, uh, Ed the Green, Uncle Dagger, Jerry, and the world famous Dane, uh, welcome to VP Live, guys. I'm glad you're here. So there's that. Um, What else do I have? Oh, the last thing I wanted to talk about. um, Dimitri put up a post the other day. And if if you haven't read it, you should go and look for it and give it a read. Because it really is enlightening. Everybody is all excited about the fact that the FDA regulations are being stalled Um, they're taking their damn sweet time with it I I don't think it's an accident either I really think it's on purpose because the minute the FDA started talking about how dangerous these things were and they had to be regulated and it was the wild wild west and that we are causing the delay what happened is these states and these counties all said, well, the FDA isn't moving fast enough and this is something dangerous and and we're going to show our constituents that we move faster than the federal government and we're going to step in and we're going to pass regulations on this and it's not a good thing. It's kind of bad. So, you know, if, if you're not paying attention to what's going on in your state, Kinda of like the wonderful governor in the state of Pennsylvania is trying to put the fucks to us. You probably should be. If you if you think that we're doing great because the FDA is taking their damn sweet time, um, a I think it's because they don't have the budget, and and the federal government's not going to increase their budget to do so. So they're going to have a really difficult time trying to figure out how in the hell they're gonna do this you probably should be involved in either you know at least at least local advocacy um, it statewide preferably uh, you know New York State I think like 70 percent of New York State now I was talking to the vape shop owner at n3 vapor over in Wellsville tonight and I think the number he gave me was 70% of the the counties in New York State have laws on the books now, regulations about vaping. Um, I do know after that child um, got a hold of the DIY nick that the irresponsible adult left sitting out without a cap on it at all, um, I do know that New York State passed that all of the e-liquid containers have to have child-resistant packaging. I'm glad to see that the wording was changed because if you remember correctly, when they had originally started talking about that, they stated child-proof packaging, which doesn't exist. So that part got changed at least, but the child-resistant packaging did pass in new york state um state of pennsylvania of course governor wolf is trying to make up budget shortfalls by taxing us out of existence um i i am ever so grateful that i am on bill godshall's email list um bill godshall is an amazing guy that that gets his teeth into the government and just doesn't let up um i'm very glad that he lives in and is politically active in the state that I live in um, because he keeps us up to date on what's going on but that doesn't mean everybody in the state of Pennsylvania can sit around with their thumb up their ass and just expect Bill to take care of all this stuff because that's just not how it works. You know, I, I talk about this all the time, that the people in advocacy just do not get the credit that they are due. These people work tirelessly. Um, most of them have real jobs that they need to have a real paycheck to put a roof over their heads and their family heads. And most of this advocacy work that they do is done out of their own pocket, Um and they put in a lot of long hours doing it we, we can't really just expect them to do everything um, we have to step in and stick up for ourselves because if you won't stand up for yourself don't expect somebody else to do it for you that's all I've got for tonight guys I'll see y'all next week.